Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All right, welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Coming up, Rami Makhlouf and the Rami Show comes up at 3 o'clock today here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Don't forget, if you miss anything, always hit rewind on that Odyssey app and go back uh, and listen to it. Or fan on demand at 1250 AM, The Fan. John Paul's Buick GMC right down the road here on Highway 100. Uh, That also is another way you can go back and listen to it too. Uh, Okay, so let's... uh, Talk just a little bit before we get to Ken Ingles, and he's our salary cap guy. He's everybody's salary cap guy. Who am I kidding? Uh, about this OBJ thing, because I'm seeing, and he's going to join us in the next segment. I'm seeing a lot of people, a lot of people, not really understanding this whole thing on Twitter, like just not getting it. And then I'm seeing people that do get it arguing with people that don't get it back and forth. Now, I'm going to try and do the best I can without getting into numbers and all this other stuff, right? So, I'll let Ken Ingles get into the numbers, and hopefully he won't confuse everybody listening when he does. Because the the very one of the very first questions that's going to be asked to Ken Ingles when he comes on is, the Rams, we thought, had no money. But they were able to figure this out for OBJ. The Packers also had no money, and according to Ian Rappaport, they offered exactly what everybody thought, which was minimum. And one of the things that I'm seeing coming across social media is those team incentives. And does that count against the salary cap uh, or does it not count against the salary cap? And is that how the Rams kind of got the workaround to get him additional money to try and get him to the $4.5 million possibly by putting team incentives in there versus individual incentives? Meaning, you know, if they get to the playoffs, he gets bonus money. If... They get to the NFC title game, he gets money. If they get to the Super Bowl, he gets money. Maybe he gets more money if they win the Super Bowl. 
But it's all based on the team, not based on him. So that'll be one of the questions we'll talk to Ken Ingles about uh, coming up. The other aspect of this is uh, this this talk of, well, uh, this came from Jordan Schultz again, of Mark Murphy uh, being responsible for all of this. I don't know if Mark Murphy is responsible for this or not, but I don't really think it matters, to be honest with you. Like, I'm the first one to get in, get into the conversation about, oh, they're meddling, oh, they're interfering, oh, let them do their job, let Goody do his job, or let LaFleur do his job. And I'm the king of going after guys when they meddle with their GMs or their coaches. I've been doing it forever. In this situation, I really, I don't think it really matters. Even if that were the case, let's say, and again, I don't think it is, but Let's hypothetically say Murphy was pulling the strings on this deal and Murphy was the one having the conversation with OBJ's agent. And let's say it's not Goody and it's not LaFleur, but it's Murphy doing the negotiating on on Green Bay side. Let's say that actually was happening. And again, I don't think it was, but let's say it was. He can only do so much within the cap. You're stuck. And for those people that say, oh, restructure, restructure who? Who are you going to restructure? You've restructured the whole dang roster at this point. There ain't nobody left to restructure. You can't push money anywhere else. And Tom Silverstein of the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported it was it that yesterday, Plucker, I think. I think it was yesterday. Before all or two days ago, when all this stuff was being talked about, that well, they really can't spend a lot of money because they're still trying to work out an extension with Devonta Adams. And immediately I was like, that doesn't make any dang sense. Why does that matter unless it's a two-year deal, a three-year deal, a four-year deal? Like, if that's what it is, okay. Fine, I get down with that. He didn't sign that deal. That was a one-year deal. Devontae's money means nothing unless the argument on the backer side is, yeah, we could have done what the Rams did, but we had to figure out how to create more cap space, and the only way we were going to do that was with an extension of Devontae Adams. But again... I'm going to be honest again with you, like I always am. I don't even know how much that would have mattered. And we'll ask Ken Ingles when he comes up how much a Devontae Adams extension really would have mattered. Could that got him enough money to be more competitive uh, with the deal with the Rams than what it seemingly they really weren't at the end of the day? Furthermore, when you talk about OBJ and this whole, was he using the Packers? Was he not using the Packers? Based on pretty much everybody associated with this thing, right? Jordan Rodriguez, right? That was that she was all over this. Uh, if you want to talk about Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, um, who am I missing? Uh, oh, there was that. Who was the other uh, female reporter from ESPN? That was all Kim Jones, right? That's who it was. Kim Jones, all Josina Anderson, all of them, all were in agreement that this was all about the Packers and the Rams. What about the Cardinals? What about the Chiefs? What about the Saints? Everybody said the Chiefs and Saints were in this. But everybody agrees it came down to Green Bay and L.A. So what was he leveraging on Green Bay? Like, I I don't, what was he trying to get? They only had so much money. Rams knew they only had so much money. I don't necessarily disagree with what Gary said from the aspect of he wanted to play there from jump. He probably did. My only thing is, and I brought it up earlier when he was here, is I just don't know how much you could leverage. Like, if it was Green Bay, you know, could get to $2 million, uh, and that forced the Rams to get to four and a half or whatever it was, okay, I get that. Maybe he used them. I mean, people always say that 
uh, about you know possible free agents and the Brewers. Well, they just leveraged the Brewers to get more money from somebody else, right? And we've heard about the same thing maybe happening with the Packers. But face facts, very rarely have we heard as Packer fans that the Packers are final two for any big-name free agent at all. Hardly ever happens. So to me, that was positive in my mind as a fan. I want to address one other thing that I continue to see on Twitter. Those of you that continuously tweet, I don't know why you all get all worked up about big-name free agents. It's not a big deal. Who cares? Let's just move on. Why, why does everybody get all worked up about big-name free agents? Just chill out. I'm going to tell you why. It's a big deal because as a fan, everybody can be a fan differently, right? You, you be a fan your way, I'll be a fan my way. In my world, I'm trying to make the team better. In my world, I'm trying to see my team win a Super Bowl or an NBA championship or a World Series. Now, I'm always accused, and rightfully so, because it's true, of Sparky's always trying to build a perfect team. Yes, I am. That's a fault I have. Sorry. Trying to build a team that has no weaknesses that can win a championship. That's what I'm always trying to do as a fan, rooting for my teams to do whatever the case may be, moves-wise, to try and get a championship. I have little patience for failure, and I want success. I think I've been consistent on that over the course of my life. That's what I want. So, yeah, I'm going to be disappointed when they don't get that guy that can help this team. I mean, if you're sitting there listening to this show right now on the fan and going, it wouldn't have been any better with OBJ, okay, and you and I just judge talent completely different. If you honestly can say they would not be any different, he's not better than Malik Taylor, he's not better than Randall Cobb or anybody else, he's he's, he's not, he's not, wouldn't add anything. They wouldn't be any better. If you believe that, then you and I just look at him differently from a talent perspective and what he has left. And I understand a lot of people think this dude is done. Think, ah, he's not the same player. We had Jay Crawford on, the former ESPN uh, morning show host, uh, was just on with us the other day. He was outstanding yesterday. You can go back to BigShowNetwork.com and listen to it. And he's a TV anchor now in Cleveland. And he said, dude, this is not the same OBJ as he was five years ago. Like, this ain't the same guy. But he's a great complimentary piece to a true number one, which you have in Devontae Adams. He brings you stuff that Lazard doesn't have. And the whole thing about, oh, we love Alan Lazard. Well, good. I'm glad you do. But he's not a big play threat. Has he made big plays? Yes. Is he a guy that opposing defenses worry about necessarily from that perspective? No. OBJ, you got to account for. As we talked about before with Gary Leroy, you start running, putting him in motion on jet sweeps and all this other stuff, they're going to move with him. Because you're going to respect him. Regardless of whether or not you respect him as a fan, the opposing defense is still going to have eyes on him. And you'll see. They're going to play the Rams on the 28th in Green Bay. It's going to be Rams and the Packers. We'll see what OBJ does in that game, and we'll see how the Rams look. And we'll see how it affects the Packers' defense. Because leading up to that game, and that's the game right after Thanksgiving, leading up to that game, there will be questions about defending this Rams' offense and how to go about doing it. And they Rams played the Niners Monday night. 
And there's been all this talk that he wants to play in that game. So you're going to see right off the jump of how much of an influence OBJ is going to have in that offense going forward with Woods and Cooper Cup. And then Higby at tight end, who maybe doesn't get all the talk of the rest of those guys, but he's pretty good. I like Tyler Higby. So there, there's my rant piece or whatever you want to call it there on all this nonsense about OBJ because hopefully now we don't got to talk about this anymore uh, until the Packers play the Rams. And then you'll probably have to talk about it again uh, when the Packers play the Rams in the playoffs if it gets to that point. Real quick before we get to Ken Ingles, uh, Plucker's got Dan Plucker, our executive producer, has the NFL Network up on the screen. Did you watch this game last night, Plucker? Uh, I watched about the last five minutes of the game. I was playing basketball I during the rest. do not understand. Why Jacoby Brissett started that game? I don't get it. How does it make any? He doesn't make any sense. sense. They got Dolagala, the guy that was with the Packers and OTAs. That's their third string quarterback. So they determined that Tua uh, was better playing with a jacked up hand or whatever it is than uh, having Dolagala play at hundred percent. That doesn't speak volumes of Dolagala necessarily. But then, so Brissett goes down with what appeared to be a bad knee injury. Then he's on the sideline, ready to come in. And they're like, no, 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 you're done. You're done. We're going to play two instead. You're done. It was a horrible look. And you could tell Jacoby Brissett was fuming yesterday, not being able to get back in that football game. Absolutely fuming. But yeah, that I, I didn't understand that from jump. The only thing I could come up with, and I haven't seen anything on it, was maybe it was a disciplinary thing. Maybe... Tua did something wrong, so they were going to sit him for a half and then let him play the second half. The only problem with that whole conspiracy theory uh, is that Tua didn't start the second half to begin with. So that wouldn't make any sense either. So that that whole thing was just weird. I, I don't think I've ever seen that in an NFL game where the starter is coming off of the bench, so clearly healthy enough to play, and then you play him instead of the starter when the starter was healthy enough to come into the game. Makes zero sense. All right, coming up next, Ken Ingles, our salary cap guy, uh, who I'm sure a majority of you follow on Twitter already. He's going to explain in further detail what in the world happened with this OBJ thing as far as how the Rams were able to do it and how the Packers were not. That's straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM, The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan Live from the Lakeland University Studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Check them out. Lakeland.edu. Learn from your couch, kitchen table. When it's nice outside from your deck. I always say that. It's a great deal, especially if like you're a stay-at-home parent, a mom or a dad, and the other one works, uh, and your kids are back in school now. You got all day. It's perfect, peace and quiet, right? Kids aren't there to bother you, whatever else. Take a couple classes online. Uh, always uh, a good way to do it. Lakeland.edu. The segment of Sparky's Midday Madness is sponsored by Tally's Tapping Eatery. Watch the Green Bay game Sunday at Tally's with drink specials and prizes. Check their Facebook page for details. Tally's Tapping Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Ken Ingles, our salary cap expert. Follow him on Twitter if you don't already, and you should, at Ken Ingles, I-N-G-A-L-L-S, at Ken Ingles. Uh, And I, I had to reach out to you, Ken, because there's a lot of angry Packer fans for reasons uh, that they should realize that they shouldn't be angry about. That was out of the, maybe the Packers' control at this point. So, first of all, let's talk about how creative could the Packers maybe have gotten on this deal to get him more than the minimum? What could they have done to get him more money? That's a great question. Um, the Packers could have thrown incentives um, at OBJ's way if they were phrased or structured in a way that is in contract language called not likely to be earned. So what the heck does that mean? Basically that means it didn't happen last year. So they could have said, we'll give you a $3 million bonus if we win the Super Bowl. Right. That $3 million wouldn't count against the cap this year. But if they do win the Super Bowl, then it counts against the cap next year. Even if he's and not on all, the team? Even if he's not on the team, right? So a good rule in cap world is if you – Pay it, you cap it. It's just a matter of when, right? So even if they pay them that $3 million bonus, even though it won't count on the cap this year, it would count next year. So uh, when the league goes through all their accounting, they take right. $3 million right off the top. So from that perspective, even if the Packers were to do that and then he doesn't come back, that's, I mean, if they win a Super Bowl, obviously it's all worth it, but then it screws them even more for next year when they're already up against it with the salary cap. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, there are ways to do it. And likely what happened with the Rams is, you know, the big number that's reported there is up to $4.125 million. Well, $3 million of that is incentives, and a lot of it is probably um, phrased in ways that are like, if you get to the NFC Championship game, or if you win the NFC Championship, or if you win the Super Bowl, right. which they don't have to deal with that. But again, to their point, the Rams are – even more all in right now than the Packers. I've never seen a team like this. Like they're at the point where like, yeah, whatever, we'll just pay the $3 million and we'll figure out a way to deal with that. And that's just it. I mean, they operate so differently than everybody else from the aspect of don't really care about first round picks. Doesn't appear they care about second round picks uh, are fine getting draft capital just for compensation picks. And that's how they, what they use as far as to supplement their rosters. It doesn't feel like it's really come back to bite them at any point. Well, it, it, eventually it will, but it's also a lot easier when you can say, hey, we're L.A., you know, come here. Right. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. You know, like they've got marketing's a lot easier job, you know, in recruiting and sales pitch when, <laughs> when you're based in L.A. than you are in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. So let's talk about this a little bit because Tom Silverstein brought up 
uh, a couple days ago uh, from the Packer perspective of, well, you know, they, they can't spend too much because they're working on an extension for uh, Devontae Adams. So if they would have extended Devontae Adams, how much money could they really have moved in order to make that work for them? Or uh, is that really not a thing that really would even have helped OBJ at this point? Well, I'll say this. Less money than if they would have gotten something at the beginning of the year, right? Right now, the you, you uh, alluded to this earlier, is that Adams is the only guy on the team, only veteran who they really haven't restructured. He's the only only way to get more meaningful cap space. He's making $12.25 million in base salary, and that's the piece that can be restructured and moved around. But he's already earned half of that. So now we're literally half as much as what, where we could be if a deal would have been worked out at the beginning of the year. We're talking a handful of million because if there's some long-term extension, he's also going to get a big signing bonus. So it actually, you know, really depending on the structure, it could be just not really meaningful, maybe a million, maybe two um, it really depends on the structure. Had this gotten done at the beginning of the season, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother conversation. But this way through the year, it, it's really tough to to make meaningful cap space um, based off of you know how much they've actually already paid them. Do you think part of this too with OBJ could simply have been when they talk about how glowingly apparently the Rams talked about that organization? Uh, and while Rodgers and Devontae, according to both of them, were recruiting them or was recruiting OBJ, the uncertainty of their futures in Green Bay uh, and the fact that there even is an uncertainty in their future in Green Bay may have worked against the Packers. Yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, he, you know, OBJ also signed a one-year deal himself. So he's going to be in that same boat next year, you know, trying to find a home. And we're going to hear this same song and dance again. And the Packers, I'm sure, are going to be linked to OBJ once again come March you know, trying to find a new home, regardless of who, you know, the quarterback is or who, um, you know, or if Adams is back as a wide receiver on the other side. Um, but, you know, it probably has a little bit to do with that. And I know there are some rumors right now that we're hearing that the Rams are open to maybe extending Von Miller. And right. Open to extending Odell Beckham Jr. And again, it, it's a lot easier to do that when you're in, <laughs> when you're in LA and you, you can buy your team a lot easier uh, then you have to kind of go draft and develop the way that the Packers have been doing over the years. I, I'd like to, Ken, if you don't mind, get into something that you tweeted out a couple of years ago as far as the 2022 salary cap uh, and how that looks right now for the Packers. It's a great chart, and Ken, Ken tweeted it out. Uh, we retweeted it from the Big Show Network earlier. And it's all color-coded, which means I'm really confused. Okay, so uh, $38.8 million, uh, you have as red, which means in space right now. But then $42.6 million need to clear by March 16th. And then parentheses, you say no trades uh, at that point. Then $54.1 million, that's space with draft and filling roster with rookies. And then you have $64 million, which means effective space before regular season. So what does all of that mean exactly? <laughs> so I'm just trying to paint a picture of what realistically the Packers salary cap looks like right now for next year. There are various websites you can go online, Spotrack, um, over the cap. You right. can see what a number is. Basically, add $25 million to either of those numbers, and that really that gets you more of a realistic picture. Because there are things that need to happen between now and like the guys that they have under contract right now and getting ready to actually have a professional football roster next September. And that includes the draft. That includes filling your roster. Even at the lowest possible, cheapest guys, 
in order to have a reasonable roster and to have 53 players and a 16 player, actually 14 player practice squad next season, you're $64 million in the hole. So there's a lot of cap work that the Packers have to do between now and then to get under, under the salary cap. But you know, on it, it's hard to talk about like those color coded things on the radio, but basically it's just, these are mile points of the season, right? Like, before the new league year starts, which is when free agency starts, you can't trade. That's before so what like, March first, I think it is. Uh, March sixteenth. March sixteenth. Okay. Um, so like people say, oh well, if they trade Rodgers, they'll be fine. No, because you can't trade Rodgers until after the league year starts, and you need to be under the cap before then. So it's kind of an order of operations, like grade school algebra here that we're ha- you know having to deal. So with. his twenty twenty two contract number is going to work against them. Oh, absolutely. It's Rogers got his um, concession deal, if you will, this year. What they really did is they shaved the, the last year off the deal, kind of forcing the Packers' hand. Either they need to extend him or they need to trade him. There's no just playing it out. Like this year, they just played it out. They moved some money around, but that's just, that's just accounting. He's still getting paid the same amount of cash. But next year – it kind of forces the Packers' hands and forces Aaron Rodgers' hands. Like, I believe his contract number is like $46 million in cap. Like, that, that's just not feasible to play on. So, he'll, he will, Aaron Rodgers will either be extended as a Green Bay Packer or he'll be traded. There's no way the Packers cut him. And I guess maybe he retires, maybe, but really it's extended trade. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing here because, you have that to be concerned about, but then also Devontae Adams. Now, do they have a certain point in time in which they are, are going to be as far as not be able to extend Devontae Adams? Uh, Is there no, a deadline um, for that, per se? No, there's no deadline, but the closer you get to free agency, the harder it'll be because, you know, that's the closer you get to free agency, the players, you know, the allure of free agency, they know that these big competitive deals are coming. So, the earlier, the better. There's no rule. There's no regulation that says that they can't extend him at any different at any point. The Packers, because he is under contract with the players until that March 16th date, the Packers have exclusive negotiating window rights. I guess maybe two days before that, that's when that free agency, what they call it now, the legal tampering period opens up. But any time before now and then is when a deal could get done with Devontae. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of likelihood do you think that is actually getting done? We haven't heard really anything about it for the last several months. Yeah, I know. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that Tom Silverstein report. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I think the last time we spoke, usually, I, I mentioned the uh, the bye week is usually a popular week where maybe business deals can get done. Also, the last week before, uh, like, what, it'll be week 18 now. That'll be in January. Now that we're in an eight uh, seventeen right. game season, that like early January, they can also try and get a last minute deal done so they can sneak some of that cap hit into this year instead of next year. So those are like the two next big obvious milestones. Then after that, you're we're literally just kind of sitting by the the news feed, seeing if any uh, any rumors come through about any deals being done with Devante. Interesting stuff. That's why we always like having you on. Ken Ingles, follow him on Twitter, at Ken Ingles. Appreciate you so much for coming on and kind of clearing the air on this whole deal and how it all works. Yeah, absolutely, Sparky. Thanks a lot. You betcha. Take care. There he is, Ken Ingles, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. 
breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Coming up next, I'll let you hear some of what Jordan Love had to say a little bit earlier today. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Man. Welcome back, Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, the Sparky for Dan Plucker, executive producer, other side of the glass. We're going to hear from Jordan Love here momentarily. But first, got some news coming out of the world. The National Football League. Breaking news on the fan powered by Odyssey.com Sports. Presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better. Get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com. Today, what do you have, Dan Plucker? Yeah, Tom Pelissero reporting that former Raiders coach John Gruden is suing the NFL and Roger Goodell in Nevada District Court, alleging they sought to destroy Gruden's career and reputation through a malicious and orchestrated campaign that led to his resignation last month. Um, he says that his the lawsuit refers to it as a Soviet-style character assassination. There was no warning and no process. Defendants held the emails for months until they leaked to the national media in the middle of the Raiders' season to cause maximum dan- damage to John Gruden. I don't think he has any chance of winning. I hope this means we get to see all the emails. Well, and this is also where they're going with this. Uh, In a photo of the press release, it says, there's no explanation or justification for why Gruden's emails were the only ones made public out of 650,000 emails collected in the NFL's investigation of the Washington football team or for why the emails were held for months before being released in the middle of the Raiders season. I don't know if they can force them to release those emails or not, but that's what everybody wants because everybody wants to see how bad it was with Daniel Snyder. That's what this is all about, a, a lot of people. So in order to kind of, I guess, throw people off one way or the other, you release the Gruden stuff. See, look what we found in our investigation. Uh, we got rid of a bad guy who had nothing to do with our football team at all at any point whatsoever other than being related to our head coach, Jay Gruden, at one point. That's about the only relationship they had, right? Um with John Gruden, and then, of course, I, I guess um, you had other connections as well in the front office with Gruden. They'd worked together previously, but I don't think he can win. I don't. It's the NFL. I mean, good luck. If he wins this, A, I'm going to be shocked. B, he's going to make a ton of money. Does it say how much he's suing for? It did not reference that. I would assume it's probably a decent amount of money, though. $1 billion. Well, Think of how much money he was making already as the Raiders head coach. It was what, like ten million a year, wasn't uh, it? A ten year deal. And he was what, four or five years into it or something like that? So That's at, at least, least fifty at, million. At least that, plus whatever contracts he believed he could get beyond that. Because if the Raiders are willing to pay him that much money, he probably believes that other teams were make that however long it would be for him to retire from coaching. Okay, so he's fifty eight. Another ten years. Ten years, but that's not only but that's not only football. I mean, if you're right. Gruden, you can argue you screwed me out of any TV deal I can get too. I can't even go back in the Monday night booth because there's no way right. or Monday night booth because there's no way ESPN's going to touch me with a ten foot yeah. pole. It's going to be like his working career what? is over as far as anything in the public eye. I would assume over a hundred million dollars, probably. I, I mean, maybe even more. I'm thinking it's got to be more than that. Has to be. I mean, because he's done. Not that yeah. he needs the money. Not that no. he can't be set with retirement and everything else. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he does need the money. Maybe he wastes all the money he's earned. We don't know what his personal banking situation is like. Um, but you you would think he is set. This is just a pride thing now, right? 
this is a you screw with me, I'm gonna screw with you. He's mad at the world, um, and he he wants something out of this because he thinks he got screwed. The only way I think he has a chance is if they can get the emails released, and if in the emails they find his lawyers find damning stuff about others that they chose not to release. That is when he's going to win right. this case. But if they can't get those emails released for his lawyers to go over, and you said 650,000, 650,000 emails, the lawyers are going to have to host, have to hire a city of people to go through all those emails yeah, it's gonna be crazy. to get it done before, you know, Gruden 68. So, but that's the only chance he has. Like they've got to prove that there's emails with damning stuff that they could have went after other people and chose not exactly. to. Exactly. That's the only way, I think. Uh, NFL spokesperson Brian McCarthy on John Gruden's lawsuit against the league and commissioner Roger Cadell. The allegations are entirely meritless, and the NFL will, will vigorously defend against these claims. That's from the NFL. Well, you better uh, either delete your emails that you have um, or uh, something. Because, I mean, really, realistically, if they didn't delete them already— once the conclusion of that email was done, I would have said delete all the emails. They're all done. They're done. We're all done. Delete them all. Because then there's no trail. There's no going back to see what Daniel Snyder was guilty of. There's no going back to find anybody else's nonsense that might be in all those emails. You got Gruden. You caught Gruden. You put your stuff out there. Boom, he's out. Fine, it's over. Maybe keep the emails from Gruden and you delete the rest of them. And then they go, why did you delete the emails? The investigation was over. That's what we found. It's over. There's no need for us to keep 650,000 emails on our hard drives or whatever else. So we got rid of them. Done. If those emails still exist, that's all I care about if I'm those lawyers. Go get me those emails. All right, let's hear from Jordan Love. He talked uh, just a little bit ago in the last hour or so to the media as, once again, we are assuming Aaron Rodgers will start on Sunday. But we won't know that for sure until Saturday. So Jordan Love has been getting all of the reps in practice this week, which he desperately needs, uh, with those first-string wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, yes, guys that he didn't get to play with in preseason. He didn't get to play with in OTAs or any of the sort. And he had his first opportunity uh, last week. This is what Jordan Love had to say just a little while ago. As I said before, I really hope. Uh, I, I shouldn't say really hope. But I, I am more than happy if Rodgers doesn't play this week and we get to see Jordan Love again. I really am. The game means nothing. It really, does, really doesn't mean much at this point. Um, there's, the Packers are still going to be the best team in the NFC going into the playoffs. The Packers are still going to be a team that nobody's going to want to play, whether it's at Lambeau or whether it's at their place. Uh, so really, and realistically, realistically, it's not going to be uh, you know, do-or-die situation for the Packers against Seattle. So if Jordan Love gets another start after a week of preparation with all of his starting wide receivers – I'm here for it. Hey, Rami Maklov, you should be here for him coming up at 3 o'clock. He'll join us next. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games while you play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. Ha! With all the extras. That's tonight, folks. Go get that fish fry. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. That means bands, 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 bands. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer here. Dan Plocker doing an amazing job uh, this week here on the Wendy's Big Show. Toby Altizer involved earlier in the week. Sam Schmitz, everybody uh, doing a fine job. Looking forward to a Green and Gold Monday. But before that, Gary Ellerson and Dan Plucker, Green and Gold postgame show Sunday following Green Bay and Seattle, presented to you by Lakeland University. Make sure to tune that in. Also, don't forget, the fans' 15th annual toy drive benefiting Children's Wisconsin is underway, courtesy of Blaine's Farm and Fleet. All you have to do is go to 1250amthefan.com, click on the toy drive link to donate uh, today. It's the fans' 15th annual toy drive presented by Annex Wealth Management through December 3rd. Again, taking your uh, money donations, I guess you could say, online right now. We'll have more details as far as toy drop locations and so forth as we get closer to the, the December 3rd date. But definitely start buying those toys, getting them all ready to go. So when we start announcing where the drop-off locations will be, you'll be able to drop them off. So definitely want to do that. Rami Makloff is here for the Rami Show coming up 3 to 6 this afternoon. Always uh, most people's favorite time of the day. Rami, My favorite time of the day, for sure. That's not true. It is true. You walking your dog in peace and quiet is probably your favorite no, time of the day. No, 3 to 6. That's my sanctuary, man. Your sanctuary. That's where I go. That's where I'm happy. That's when I'm happiest. I've never said anything is my sanctuary on a radio before, I don't think, so that was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you got? On the show today? Yes. Is that Was that the rest of that sentence? Yeah, what do you got? That was weird the way that sentence ended. Sorry. On the show this afternoon, Sparky, I ask every Friday for a recipe for a Packers oh, that's win, right. yep. recipe for a Packers loss. Also, you along do. with that, do you have any faith that they can win if Aaron Rodgers does not play? Yes. You do? Yes. I don't have as much faith, uh, but I have some faith. Yeah, because I and I, I, I said this earlier that I want to see Jordan Love play. Not that I think the Packers will necessarily win. I think they could, but I just think that he'll play better. That's all I want to see. Just show me progress. From last week to this week, 
and if they don't stop the zero blitz again, then I'm going to be livid about Matt LaFleur. But I think they will. Elton Jenkins came out and said they had no plan for it. Like, plain and simple, we weren't ready for it. So not only did LaFleur say it, his own players are saying uh, it as well. The other thing I'm hearing from a lot of guys talking, Rami, is how impressed they were by Jordan Love's composure the entire game. Yeah. Like, third down 13, nothing. He was the same dude. Like, nothing changed. He just came in the huddle, handled it with confidence, ran the huddle, and, and did their deal. So that's all impressive, too. And, you know, it, as it's been brought up before, it's not easy to earn the respect of your teammates necessarily in situations like that. And it appears he did it. So that's cool. That is cool. And I, I, I like you would like to see him again, but that would mean that Aaron Rodgers is not feeling well, and I don't want to wish that on anybody. Ryan Horvath. He looked fine on the McAfee show. A bet MGM tonight. A lot of sniffling. A Ryan Horvath, a bet MGM tonight. will be here at 345. 4 o'clock, we're going to talk about this Packers defense. We'll hear from Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider, at 445. And at 530, big treat, Christopher Titus, comedian and host of the uh, Christopher Titus podcast. Did Remember? you just have a comic on yesterday, too? I, I did, yes. Sheesh. It's, a, it's been a fun week. So where is Christopher Titus? The He's going to be at the Improv this week. Where was the guy from yesterday He's at the Improv? He's going to be at the Improv next Wednesday. You're really nice to this Milwaukee Improv. These Milwaukee Improv people. They're, they're, they, they bring good people to town for me to interview and bring entertainment to our listeners. So how do we know Titus? He had uh, a TV show back in the day on Fox called Titus. It was a sitcom for a long time. It was a big deal. He has like 200,000 followers. How far along ago was this? I don't know exactly. Blocker. Google Titus. The TV show. See who else was in this show. Well, I Googled Titus, and the first thing that came up came up was Titus from the Bible. So, oh, on, so, so he was different, named after Titus from the Bible. I don't know. I wonder if that's in his stand-up bit. I don't know. That would make sense. I've, I don't know Titus from the Bible. I'm kind of religious. Bad I'm not, Christian. You know Titus from the Bible? No. Oh, shut up. Then. <laughs> Call me a bad Christian. You don't know anything either. Nonsense. Just nonsense. Titus. It's a TV show. They say, or he says. Let, let's see if we can find this TV show on Fox. Who else was in it? Was like Katie Seagal in it or anybody like that? I don't remember who else. Christina I, Applegate. I don't remember the other actors, man. I remember I liked it a lot uh, when it was Cynthia on. Watros was the uh, main actor. Here's the part where Sparky points out that he doesn't know these people to try and demean and belittle them. No, I don't. I'm trying do to learn. You do this every time. You do but this no, every time. Listen this to is, me. This is, I am not demeaning anybody. This or is exactly am I trying to do doing. anything? Nobody I'm trying. expects you to listen, know these people, listen man. To me. You're not in the world listen. of comedy. You barely hey. watch TV. You, when you I, do I got, watch TV, it's terrible reality I, TV. Hey, I've, what? Got, I've got news for you. Yes. 99% of the people don't know who the heck you have on every week. I have no idea who these comedians are. They listen because they like you. And they sec. they hopefully they'll laugh, right? Hold on one second. That's usually what happens. So when I ask questions about your comedians uh-huh. that you have on, mm. not only condescending. Am I and not you're trying only to insult people. That's no. how it comes off. Well, fine, I'm, I'm not telling you how it comes off. But I'm trying to educate the audience on these people that nobody the guy knows. He has 181.7 thousand Twitter followers. Wonderful. I, I'm, I'm guessing a few people know who he is. And his show was huge, dude. That's great. His show was huge on Fox. I, again, I'm asking. All right, so who who is in the show? Uh, hang on. Titus. Sam, you ever hear of the TV show Titus? <laughs> Sam is no. too young. Too young? Sam is too young. What? How old is this guy? 80? No. When was the show on? Sam is, what, 25? Okay. So when was the show on? I'm not sure exactly. Titus. So Steve Carell auditioned for the show and didn't get it. Wow. Ooh. Look at that. See, no. Uh, that. Zach Ward. Steve um, Carell auditioned. Didn't get it. This dude auditioned. must be really funny. Uh... David Shatra was in it. He was Titus's brother, Dave. When did it air, Plucker? Uh, 2000 to 2002. Christopher Titus was also in an episode of The Twilight Zone. So he's oh, 25. 
Yes, I guess Sam would have been like four or something. Right. So I guess. Yeah, man. So 2000, 2002. So two year run. That's yeah. a pretty good run. Uh, yeah. All right, Robbie Makloff comes up next uh, with Titus. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 